A butcher, a scientist, and a tire salesman discuss the 90s sitcom Home Improvement. Welcome to Tool Boys. In today's episode, we're reviewing Season 2, Episode 7, Roomy for Improvement. That's the intro. Yeah, that was good. Good job. Good job. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back on regular episodes after three yeah. weeks of Every- Santa Claus, which I could, I could definitely take that time of my life back watching all those movies. Yes, we almost ate- did. Go ahead. Wait, what? That's fine. Yeah, we I almost was just did. Say, I, oh, Christmas I, 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 never mind. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you almost say nuts. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not even worth getting into it. I'll, I'll work it in later. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we almost did Christmas with the cranks, but thank goodness we decided we use better judgment and did not do that. So we're back on it's Home Improvement. Even though Home Improvement isn't on any streaming service, uh, we're going to keep marching forward. Through the magic of the internet, you can find anything. It doesn't need to be on a streaming service. True. We're, we're rebels. Di- well, you know, Disney might crack down this soon enough, but as of now, there's still plenty of places to watch it online. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. So, are, uh, Disney, they don't own Home Improvement, though. They do. Right? How? So how? Because wasn't Home Improvement... Oh, oh, wait. Disney owns ABC, don't they? I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're right. Yeah, it's owned by Disney. So, yeah, they should have it on eventually. It should be on Disney That's Plus, you would think, you. but yeah. Because they did pull it from oh. TV, so, or from Hulu, so that's just kind of telling you. But Disney owns Hulu, too. Oh, my God. Is really? Yeah, because Fox, yeah, I think Fox true. bought Hulu. Yeah. Because, because you, can, uh, you can bundle Hulu and Disney Plus. Yeah, oh, right. I, pay, okay. I pay a penny more for Disney Plus because I already have Hulu. There you go. Full-time tip of the day. I got Hulu because I have Spotify. They own the world. They do. They, really, they truly do. I can still find episodes for free online, so they're not that smart yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't think Home Improvement, no offense to fans of the show and you guys, but I, I don't know how high it is on their chopping block. That's true. Well, let's bring like, it up. Let's, br- let's bring it up. Yeah, absolutely. S- speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, today we are reviewing Home Improvement Season 2, Episode 7, Roomy for Improvement. Originally aired November 4th, 1992. Celebrity guests, the Andretti's. Yes. 
I don't know who they are. Still, um, <laughs> where are they? I didn't realize the, the race, race car drivers. You can tell you can tell they're real race car drivers and guests because when they're on the show, they're super awkward. So I act. have yeah, something no that act. we could so talk about. Like it all comes comes around or full what am i anyway um so i met mario andretti like a year and a half ago i have a picture oh, with yeah. him oh the tire it, the tire and, thing <laughs> yeah well yeah he's a big like firestone um he's retired now as a racer but um the formula one racer i think that's what he is but um but yeah just as a callback to their special guest we could uh post it out to twitter it's a tire salesman twitter. in the Mario Andretti. And we also have a news section on our website, toolboyspodcast.com. That as well. So, and at Toolboys Podcast on Twitter. So you can check it out in both places. Our very own Rich with one of the guest stars of Home Improvement. Look at that. It's us. funny. He he did not want to take a picture with me, and I didn't want to take one with him. <laughs> um, he wasn't very nice. Interesting. Uh, he was he was old, very Italian, he's very old. tan. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Mm. He lives, in he lives in Pennsylvania. Does he really? Yeah, he lives in uh, Lehigh Valley. He lives in Nazareth, that oh, area. Cool. Actually, now that you mention it, that does sound uh, yeah, that does sound familiar. There were a bunch of restaurants when I was living in Bethlehem. There were a bunch of restaurants and that had photos with him and his son, um, like on the celebrity wall because he would just come into the, the little hoagie shops and this and that. Hmm. But again, yeah. he's a race, race car driver, and I don't know the popularity for America. I, I don't think I'd notice him on the street like yeah. I would. Well, even yeah, yeah and even the type of race car driver he was, he was a like Formula One, not like NASCAR, of course. So that's I don't that's that much is. bigger in in it's those really I, long race cars, like where the back you, is a little you know, bit raised. I I have my notes here. Uh, race racing. Discuss how much of a waste of gas it is. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Gas. I don't know. Like, it's like the hill, the hillbilly level, because NASCAR is at that top hillbilly level. Formula One is that like a nerd hillbilly? Is that like a nerd hill, hillbilly hybrid? No, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Formula One is really much into the hillbilly crowd. So um, like, it's like it's, horse, like horse racing. It's real niche. Yeah, I, I think it's too European for like your American redneck to really um, get super into it. Um, you've definitely seen the cars before. Like they have oh, yeah, really yeah. narrow. The tires are big. Got the big spoiler on the back. Okay, um, and tires. You sell them? Well, I mean, Mario, they're probably racing slicks, which a racing slick basically is a rubber tire, but it has no tread. I don't know anything about this, but I think you're. I don't. I think you're correct. Yeah. That <laughs> seems right. Yeah. Isn't Rich the expert at tires? I mean, so for, yeah, I don't sell tires. Is Mario Andretti on your speed dial? Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. Is Jeff Gordon? Jeff Gordon? He's NASCAR? Not, not right? impressed. Yeah, he, he uh, was I NASCAR. Don't know. I don't know. Um, I, if you guys check your messages, I did just send that photo. Just pull it up quick. That's Look at his face. Awesome. All right, I'll give it a little tweety tweet. So the eps- episode synopsis, Michael <laughs> and Mario Andretti. <laughs> he looks do, like he's do a cardboard cutout. He looks like a bearded four-year-old Eddie Monster. He made me kneel by him to take that picture, too. It was weird. I think he, uh, he, looks, yeah. he looks like he's, I think he has he's short man's super control. out of it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that, that was a little bit of a uh, side 
thing. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. University Firestone. All right. So the episode synopsis and where the Andretti's tie into this, actually, they, they do wind up tying into the show. So basically, um, Tim has to stay with Al for a few days uh, because Mark has the chicken pox and Tim's never had it. So he has to be out of the house. Um, and through that course, they uh, they learn a little bit about each other. You know, they have some fights and they wind up making up at the end. He only sleeps there one night. He really doesn't make it that far. No, and he winds up going to, with like meeting up at a hotel with Jill the next night. Oh, yeah. like a little bit of a fetish thing going on there, you know? Pretend uh, meet me at the hotel bar. I don't know you. Ooh. Are you traveling for work? What's your name? My name. I, I actually, I actually, Al would, Timlin. I, I Al would Timlin. not. I would not mind watching this an episode of this if they did this. Like, what didn't didn't Modern Family do that bit? I think they did a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the episode opens tool time. Uh, they are doing a salute to lubrication. So. Oh yeah. Salute so. It up. So uh, Tim kind of right off the bat announces that the next show, there will be special guests Mario Michael Andretti. Uh, so we already talked about that. Uh, Tim is explaining. So Tim makes fun of Al's shirts, and Al says these are for my mom, um, which comes into play a little bit later. He's demonstrating how an engine works. So there's a, a you know block of an engine. There's kind of a cross-section cutout of an engine. And he is demonstrating how lubrication is key for the engine to work. So he puts his arms as fists into the engine block, closes the engine block, uh, and then he asks Al to um, open it again after he needs some oil. And, of course, because Tim already made fun of his shirt, Al refuses to. So that's a little joke. His hands are stuck in this engine block, and he's left without, you know, a way out. Do we ever meet uh, Al's mom in the show? No, I, um, I don't. I don't there's, think so. There's like allusions to it. There's shadows. There's uh, but and there's like a voice at one point in later episodes, but we never actually meet her. She okay. winds up dying in a in a pretty morbid episode, like oh, later gosh. later in the series, and the casket is just like a triple wide, and then oh. when they, when they do like the Paul Bear call called ins they just like rattle off all these names so you know oh, that's terrible yeah they well we can get to that episode uh, much later but for now no we never really see her um so that's the end of till time nice little called open uh teasing for mike maro and michael andretti next we're in the taylor house we find out mark has chicken pox and jill comes home and he's she's sending him away for a few days. So he just enters the house with his things from work. And Jill says, you have to leave. And there's a little joke there about, oh, you're throwing me out already. Um, but he says, Jill, you can't stay. Or Tim, you can't stay here. You have to uh, go stay with someone else. Um, Jill actually wants Randy to get the chicken pox. So he's, she's trying to get. They're actually, this was a thing. I don't know if it's still a thing. But the chicken pox like, parties. I think yeah, it chicken is. Box parties. Is this still a thing? Yeah, the parents want each other to get chicken pox. Um, so they just, I guess, get it, get other systems. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I know somebody that, an adult that has shingles, which you don't want. 
but but no, shingles uh, you can only get if you have if you've had chicken pox but chicken pox if you get that as an adult it could be fatal so i think that's why they want the kids to get them at chicken pox parties right so once you get it and you and you go, and you it goes through you you can't get it again right but you can as like uh somebody i work with got shingles and you know it's the the issue with it it's not like that bad it's just kind of like itchy for you but it's bad because like if you're around other adults that have never had chicken pox you can give it to them audience if you'd like to learn more about shingles or the chicken pox <laughs> be sure to yeah. consult your <laughs> local doctor and our, has, our, our, our and, side podcast medical talk with yes medical talk right. with with a with, with a bitcher a bitcher bitcher with <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like medical I talk work, with Dick I and Andy. A, I work around chickens. I would Dr. Uh, Steve weighing in with his um doctorate. I no, would listen to that doctor. in a heartbeat. There's chick there's chickens all around <laughs> me at work. The two of these combined. I don't think you get chicken pox from chicken. Maybe I, hey, let's discuss that. Yeah, that's that's a good topic. So ha, have all of the tool boys had chicken pox? I have. I, I still have a, I have still have I a have. scar from one. Yeah, me too. I, cool. I don't remember having it, but I assume I've had it. I I have a couple scars from them, but it's not anywhere I could show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ew. Just kidding. I didn't have chicken pox on my penis. I actually don't think I have any scars. My mom was like, like she was really, I was going to say a Nazi about scratching, but that's not something that... How do you People feel about Nazis? Really uh, I don't feel great at all about them. Steve, how do you feel about them? I don't really like them. Yeah. Well, I'm, glad we got, I'm glad we got them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad we, <laughs> I'm glad we got them. Or I'm glad we got that on the record. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess you I heard, guess you heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, so anyway, t- <laughs> Tim arrives uh, home. And she sends some packing. So I noticed that uh, uh, he, I have noticed her, he is not wearing a sh- suit. He is wearing a sweater and is carrying a suit. I don't know why I wrote that down. But I, I have that mentioned in the past. Changes. Yeah, I have mentioned in the past. He's got a very like Mr. Rogers thing where at work and tool time, he is wearing like a suit, like a full suit. He takes off his jacket as he and you know enters the set. But when he goes home, he's changed out of his suit. He's now in casual clothing. And he's carrying his suit in like a like a uh, what's that called? A suitor um, a bag, like a, a garment bag. Garment bag, yeah. And, and like I, I don't get it. It's definitely a thing that they. It was a conscious decision that they made on the show for him to always do this. I'd be very curious to know why or where that comes from because they didn't need to do that. But he always arrives home in a and you know not a suit, so. I don't know. See, maybe ask her dad about that one. Maybe in the early '90s. I I don't know because it's he's supposed to portray like a working class guy. Maybe wearing a suit, other than on set, isn't really. Why is he wearing a suit on set though? Yeah, it's a, handy, would, it's a handyman. Yeah, you would think, uh, especially the tie. You know, would get caught. Tie, in yeah. something. Does he wear? He's, does he's he a, wear he's a, a jacket? Or is it just he a does. Shirt he takes it off. He takes so he the thing up. is like sometimes you'll see him backstage. He puts it on only to take it off as soon as it like and it's a thing where he hands it to Al to hang up. Mm. Now that yeah, it's like a, he's like a talk show host. That's what he, it's yeah. that's what it's kind of reminiscent of. Yeah, I wonder if it was Tim Allen's idea. 
Let's keep an eye to see if Al ever does not wear a flannel. I think a later episode he stops wearing it and it gets real weird. Yeah, well, he there is with Maureen Bent with Maureen Benford uh, gets him to wear like a Hawaiian shirt at one point. Hilarity ensues. Um, so Tim says, "All right, well, I'll go to a hotel." And turns out that Al already called the house, and Jill already said that yeah, Tim would stay with you. Tim is against this for you know because he doesn't want to, uh, and <laughs> Jill says, "Well." You know, Allie wants to do something nice because of the uh, lubricant thing. And don't explain that one. So there's a little bit of a, you know, sex joke in there. Um, mm, yeah. Spicy. And, uh, you know, of course, innocent Al didn't mean anything by it. Um, so Tim goes to the side yard because Mark comes down. He, like, scurries out of the house right away. He starts talking with Wilson. And Wilson's grilling grasshopper and cricket kebabs from his survival magazine it's pretty uh, cool yeah it's before uh, all this survivalist stuff really started to kick it's in a, a, it's, it's called aftermath the survival aftermath. magazine yeah. <laughs> which um, currently get um, you might want to start subscribing to that now because uh world Honestly, war three I, I mean uh, like world I would, war three is coming hashtag world war three i would i wouldn't mind a having wilson on my survivalist team and b uh oh. learning a thing or two from him that'd be incredible I don't need any skills because I was a Boy Scout. Oh, you're fine, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's your good. Just kidding. I, w- I never passed. I got all like the, the merit badges, but I couldn't get the orienteering one, which is navigating your way around with a compass. That's, so, the, uh, that's, a, not the that's one an important one. You, know, you don't really need that for survivors. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You can you know, just yeah, you can, follow you your can... nose. With your whittling and your, what else did I? Uh, I can't remember any of the not, not merit badges. I, I could like whittle whittling, and fashion my way out of every situation. Not tying hand jobs. They have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just try not to get murdered by BTK as a Boy Scout. <laughs> no, they're selling popcorn and peanuts now. They're trying to compete with the Girl Scouts. Well, they, it, when that? I was when I was in Boy Scouts, they we sold like tangerines. When so I, it was like the opposite of yeah. Cub Scouts. We sold like chocolate bars, like shitty, real bad chocolate bars. <clears throat> we sold tins of popcorn, like the big metal holiday tins, and Gertrude Hawk chocolate bars. That's because good, we're because we're right by the fun fact, Scranton, Pennsylvania, for all you. Uh, Listeners not familiar with uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, but that I, is I, where I uh, uh, Gertrude Hawk chocolate uh, is based out of. For anyone that, that even knows what that is, that's the Gertrude Hawk peanut butter smidgens. Yeah. Now they can't eat them anymore because of your peanut allergy. Yeah. It's not the best. So. Uh, Tim seeks advice from Wilson on how to break the news to Al that he doesn't want to stay with him. And Wilson's like, well, you know, your feelings are important too, so you might as well just tell him the truth. Uh, So Tim considers this, and right on cue, so Wilson goes back into his house to eat his grasshoppers. Al comes coming through the the side yard. He comes Um, out of bushes. Yeah, he comes like, to the bushes. Like a, like a Viet Cong soldier. Like, you don't see him, and all of a sudden he's like, hey, and he leaps. I, I, need, to, I need to sit down and draw out the 
the floor plan of the house because if he's it looks like they're in the back of the house actually so i think that's toward the front front? yeah that's what that's a good question but that's the side yard that where he's coming from i think is the front of the house where the garage is i think is the back of the house it's like supposed to be in an alleyway um i i read somewhere because i'm a huge nerd that this house layout is based off of one of the like creators of the show which is kind of fascinating Oh, isn't it? Because it's a pretty unique house. If you think of like '96 comes houses, they're they're always like the same, where you had like the living room, and then to the right was like the kitchen, and like in the living room there was like stairs up, and that was that was basically it. They're like two different. Yeah, sets. that's a good point. It is pretty unique. They got like, a lot of rooms. Gigantic. Ones, yeah. gigantic. Like, like step, I think it was step by step, full house. Uh, even the Golden Girls, like they all have the same basic house. Don't forget about Family Matters. That. Matters, yes, yeah. Pretty, pretty similar to Full House too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Um, so Al comes bar- you know, barreling through the bushes from the whatever front yard, and before Tim can say that he doesn't want to stay with him, Al confesses that he's made him some keys uh, because he's his roomie, and Tim's like, Al, I don't want to stay with you. There's like a pause because Al's looks really, really sad, and he's like. I don't want to stay with you for a very long time and become a burden. So, so despite mm-hmm. Wilson's advice to tell him the truth, he feels bad and winds up saying like, I want, I'll stay with you. And cause he feels bad, which, what was the point of Wilson? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's probably contractually obligated to get at least, you know, couple screen time. Well, the top half of his head for episode. Yes, of course, of course. He's a little kind of uh, relief. He's, he's grilling grasshoppers. He's having fun. Yeah, yeah. All right, so it turns out Al or Tim kind of got guilted into staying with him because, after all, I think deep down, Tim is a good friend to Al, even though he doesn't show it. Um, so next we're in Al's apartment. Uh, Tim is kind of getting to know Al. Um, he's walking around his little... So I think this is the first time we see Al's apartment. Uh, so we're kind of getting a little tour of it. And uh, Tim points to a picture. Who's this guy here? It's Gordy Hawkins. A race driver or something? Oh, no, no. World-class square dance caller. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm taking his correspondence course, getting in touch with the square dancer in you. And uh, a square dance, square dance calling, which is yeah, the one who like, tells them how to dance. Weird enough, um, they do it actually not too far from here. There's a some hick bar outside Kutztown that I know still does it. And oh, I remember I, that. Boy. Do you remember that? Yeah, they they all wear their like uh, neon orange or neon green landscaping shirts. It's like one of the ones that they didn't wear to work, like with the sleeves ripped yeah. off, camo hats. These kind of tight jeans and these boots. And it's the strangest outfits. All these guys go out. I remember talking to some of these guys. I'm like, what do you do then? They're like, 
You dance. I'm like, yeah, but what, like you talk to girls. I'm like, while you're you dancing, dance, it blows my mind. Me. I should I should have went to him one time. Sh- there's actually a place a little outside of Scranton. It's called the Honky Tonk. They're square dancing. Oh, like that's fun. Yeah. So every Monday night. Al's talking about male correspondence, which I had to stop for a second because I even I had to think about that one. Now, I mean, initially, that's what YouTube replaced. If you wanted to learn a skill, um, you sent away in the mail. I got a tape or uh, a cassette tape or VHS to teach you something. And then you would have like uh, like a like a notebook and a, a study it's guide. True. With it. Yeah, you would have and to wait a, and like wait, you wait and then send it, it was back a very one sided thing. Yeah. $30 and then you get, you know, chapter two. Literally now I can Google. I can, if I Google square dance call on YouTube right now, excuse me, if I Google it and show up on YouTube, I, I don't say I could learn, but I could definitely figure it out. I'm sure I can find yeah. 200 people trying to teach me. I feel like there's definitely more difficult dances to learn than square dancing. So I think you could figure it out. So, and the other th- funny thing is, I, I feel like this is very similar to what the real, like, Richard Karn would actually do. I, I could see Richard Karn being a, a post-square dancer. What do we know about the uh, Richard Karn off the screen or when he's not filming his paid video greetings? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know much. He's a man of mystery. I know he was on Family. I mean, for TV, he did Family Feud. That was kind of his big thing. Uh, that for about four years. Other than that, Home Improvement. He's in his sixties. Yeah, he's uh, from Seattle. From Seattle, hanging out in cafes and sending videos to uh, a couple of boys in Northeast. His real name is Richard Corn Wilson, but there was mm. already a famous Richard Wilson, so he dropped the last name. Yeah, I just I just read that now. Interesting. Yeah, Look interesting. at that. Uh, but yeah, Andrew's doing I'd, a good job, Rich. Yeah, I'd be like, but that's my name. My name. He was in a Strokes Ooh. Strokes music video, which Ooh. I'm very excited about. I did not know Ooh. that. Oh Rich, yeah, Rich, Rich found out that uh, uh, Tim Allen's real name is what Richard Dick or something or not yeah, Tim Tim Dick? Um, what am I saying? Tim. Delusional. No, it's his. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Dick. Tim, Dick, Tim Dick. Is, Timothy, Dick, Dick Allen. It's t- Timothy Allen Dick. But the interesting yeah. thing is his middle name, Allen, is spelled A-L-A-N, not A-L-L-E-N. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, Timothy Allen Dick. So Tim, Tim, after, Dick. after he's kind of wrapping up his square dancing around the apartment, we hear a knock or doorbell. It turns out that it is this woman whose name is Cynthia. She came to Al's apartment wanting some sugar for a cake, which is, I feel like it's a very, like, that's a very, like, cliche thing, I guess. Um, but uh, she comes in and she sees she that Tim's like a there. a cup of sugar. That's a lot yeah. of sugar for... Yeah, she's, for like, randomly... She's making a cake for once. She's, she's, yeah, she's randomly making a cake for, I guess, for herself. Um, but... So she sees Tim in the apartment and uh, Tim explains that, you know, they work together on the same show. And Cynthia says, oh, uh, you mean the one where uh, you're, you're the one who assists Al on his show, right? So Al's already kind of lied to this woman to impress her. Um, so I mean, she's never watched a show. Yes, that too. That's kind of, that's all <laughs> confusing. <laughs> sounds, I mean, it sounds about right, you know. Uh, but 
we find out that she's very into Al. Um, so she leaves. So Al gives her some like sugar packets, which is very reminiscent of the Simpsons episode with uh, what's his face, Ex Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, Ex Scorpio. Like, sorry, sorry, just he pulls out a bunch of. He's a bad, He's living that bachelor life. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's not in packages. Stealing, um, stealing sugar packets from from the Wendy's and going home and putting in the caddy. My God, what I didn't think of that. <laughs> There's the hammocks down on. Uh, <laughs> the, hammock, the hammock district. The hammock all district. Right. <laughs> For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, it's all right. Possibly uh, my next tattoo. I feel like I need a Hank Scorpio. I need a Simpsons tattoo. It'll have to be Hank Scorpio. Just a yeah. picture with him with the, the, the suit jacket on backward. Or, or, or he's doing the flame flamethrower throwers. Or the flamethrower. That's that. If you just Google, yeah, if you can find the meme of that, that's all over. Yeah, there is a. It's it's a meme where it's like, my God, why didn't why didn't I think of that? That's the that's the Hank Scorpio. Um. All right, so Al gives her some packets of sugar. She leaves the apartment, and Tim's like, "Yo, she's so into you." And Al says, "Yes, I know, but." You know, she just got a relationship, and Allie wants to be respectful toward toward her. She's on the rebound, and um, uh, well, I I guess let's get into that a little. Let's just we want to discuss the dating dynamic of two single people in their late thirties. Sure, and wait, do we know how long she's been? broken up for because it also sounds like she's been coming to his house for quite some time to ask for random stuff yeah she's been he knows all about what's going on she's putting out there pretty hard and he's if he keeps playing the safe game she's gonna go find someone else because she's just she probably was just looking for a rebound also and her (laughs) side though she really shouldn't be shitty where she eats you don't want to get hooked up with your neighbor Mm. Yeah, if things don't go right. You got to see him every day, still, especially one who's kind of a celebrity. Yeah, and then yeah. I mean, then you have to come up with a scheme to get them evicted. It's not fun. You've been there. We've all been there. You <laughs> know what? I want to see an episode where she gets him because we don't hear about her at after this episode at all. So no, that's it. who knows what the hell happened to them after this? But um. So, you know, Tim's Tim's like, dude, she's totally tend to you. But Al's like, no, we've got some uh, pl- planned activities to uh, to keep us occupied for tonight. And Tim's like, oh boy. Uh, Tim suggests going down to Big Mike's for a beer. And Al says, you know what? I've got a roast and some entertainment. And the entertainment turns out to be a showcase of Al's life growing up, all on VHS. Twelve. Well, that's hours. fun. I like that. They had them in order. Twelve eight-hour tapes, just each each portion of his life. I mean, some like set prop person had to label all those things, which is also hilarious. Like, they had to... like, who's getting paid for that? Is that an assistant? Is that an intern? <sighs> Who knows? And they're probably all blank tapes. Yeah. Definitely yeah, well... an un- unpaid intern for sure. <clears throat> um. Whoa. So, what are you doing, Rich? What, did you hear something? I, I feel like you're making something right now. I like I'm making... No, no, I'm drinking a... Seasoned, seasoning salmon with a, some... What kind of root beer is it? It's uh, Barks. You're drinking a can of Barks root beer. I'm sorry that it's not locally organic made uh, root beer <laughs> from wherever the hell. I haven't met many people over the age of 13 that drink root beer. I don't know. I, I enjoy Barks root beer, okay? 
That's Barks root beer. Barks, Barks yeah. Bite. <laughs> there, there's our first sponsor, Barks mm-hmm. root beer. For 13-year-olds and 35-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. There's actually there's a bunch of local Amish who, who make it and sell it by the yep, side of the road. Yep, here, here we go. It's, yep. I don't know. I don't know what's in it. I haven't bought it. Sorry, it it's not homemade. Amish root beer. Sorry, I went so. to Walmart and got a case of Barks root beer. That's, that's Walmart. Shop for less. <laughs> <laughs> Every day low prices, guaranteed. Case of Barks root beer for two ninety nine. Don't forget the... Oh, yeah, like whole case of root beer, huh? Do you really? Yeah. Is it in like cans or bottles or cans? Uh, all right. Well, why do uh, me? It's uh, a lot of root beer. <laughs> I mean, I don't drink. I, I've had it for three weeks, so I'm pacing myself. Oh, that's pretty good. Right. The first night, they have the first night together. Yes. So um, we're back in the Taylor house. It's uh, Mark's on the couch wearing some mittens to keep himself from itching himself because he has the chicken pox. He asks for ice cream for breakfast and Jill obliges and says, like, don't tell anyone. Um, and Tim comes home uh, and he's like, you know, stuck outside. So Jill goes outside to see him. He's like, it's so awful. It's, you know, staying with Al is such a drain. Uh, you know, he's, he's showing these home videos and tonight it's, you know, what, uh, what was it last t- last night? It was Al growing up. Now it's Al puberty or whatever. And we find out that Tim has taped Al snoring because he's a loud snorer. So that's a thing. And he then a tape recorder to a well, one night. Yes. That's yes. yeah. That's that. weird. That's interesting. Because this is before cell phones. Because yeah. you know, so somehow he recorded Al sleeping, or recording. They weren't small. They weren't small. They had handles. Like you, oh, yeah. you would have to sit there, hit record. He'd have to be pretty close to Al. So he mm-hmm. snuck in while Al's asleep, hit record for maybe thirty seconds, and then stopped yeah. it and went back to sleep. So he's complaining yep. about not being able to sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he should have been doing that. <laughs> and you know, like that. I don't know. You you mentioned that you think deep, like deep down Tim is a good friend to Al. I don't think so. He's he's a jerk. Clearly Al is a lonely guy and he's I don't know. He's like trying to maybe not in the best way or the right way. He's trying to you know show Tim more of his life. And yeah, maybe it's more about him feeling guilty. Tim or Al? Why why is he feeling guilty? It sounds like he's He's having fun just ripping them apart. I'm looking at some of the quotes here that he says to Jill. Wait, did you? Yeah, I guess you didn't watch it, right? Yeah. Small. It was so small, the mice were hunchback. It was so small that when I put my feet through the door, it went out the window. He's talking about the hotel. So oh, they, okay. at, this is after they. <laughs> what happens when you watch the episode, Rich? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so so this is when they agree to spend the night at the hotel together instead of Tim going back to Al's place. Um, what explain Al the donkey boy? Why does he call Al that? Al the donkey boy. Because Al said it's difficult to go through life with a deviated septum. He said it could we're be getting, worse. You there. could be working we're, at. We're getting there. God damn it! Yes, this is what happens. So what, I, 
Well, now it goes with tool time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think the Dreddies are on. Yes. They're wearing amazing sweaters. They're wearing great and sweaters. They're they're like, wearing like Scott Calvin esque sweaters. And they're like nice. so, they're like so awkward. Like they have no. I guess that's something that actors and non actors like what kind of separates them is that stage presence. And they're just two race car drivers. Yeah. They're like kind of like they're just sitting on stools like statues. And they're they're just all they are is just delivering their lines. Like it's like reading a note card during you know a, pre- a school presentation where it's just like yes, thank you, Tim. It's just very robotic and and it, you can tell they're just very awkward. Um, and so they start talking about how race car drivers are really tuned into sounds and smells of their race cars in order to diagnose things so they start to play a game tim starts playing he has the audio engineer play uh audio clips of cars and car engines so that the andretti's can identify the the types of cars car engines there are which i don't know that's a thing apparently they're really good at it because he plays like a two second clip and you know each of the andretti's get it right away so I don't know if that's a thing. Um, Al, but, was clo- Al was close too. Al, Al yeah. almost had it. And but, uh, the older Andretti says, "Oh, you know, I'd like to have you. I'd have Al in my pit crew." Yes. Um, so he plays two sounds. Both Andrettis get it, and then he plays a third sound to see if Al can get it. And it turns out that this sound is the one of Al snoring. Al, sounds like he knows so much. Why don't we invite Al to play this last and final round, all right? Yeah. My pleasure. Okay, Klaus, that third engine, please. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, sounds pretty rough. Yes. Sounds like there's an obstruction in the carburetor. <laughs> Well, you're, you're both close. <laughs> That's Al snoring. I taped that last night. Yeah. Oh, no. Al is totally shook at this point. He just yeah, not what to I do. Mean, what an asshole. Yep. Andrew, would so, you do that to me? Absolutely. I <laughs> he probably has. Is snoring embarrassing? <laughs> That's what I didn't get. I'm like, oh, it's, it's not like it's like. I don't know. I don't think it's. Photo. It's not that snoring is embarrassing i think it's like okay somebody snored it annoyed you it kept you up rather than talk to that person to like put it out that way just like publicly i feel is just you know not very respectful i think it's it's more the fact that he played it to his studio audience like he he publicly played it on air yeah to whoever I mean, watched the show. You got to be responsible, you know, media broadcasters, like you know, right. like, like we do. We have a strict. And yeah, even though like maybe uh, snoring itself is isn't like an embarrassing thing, it's definitely not uh, an attractive trait to have. So you know, I'd be like, how long were you in my room for? That's who. Yeah, oh, that would yep. freak me out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Al's pretty. He's pretty upset. Yeah, he's pissed. Uh, so we're back in Al's apartment. Al's like slamming shit. He's pissed. And Tim comes home and he says, honey, I'm home. You know, like a jokey kind of like, I love Lucy type esque thing. 
Um, and Tim asks why Al snuck out so early after tool time, and Al quips, "Well, Tim, dinner doesn't make itself." And so <laughs> we can we can tell that Al is. Uh... Tim further kind of pours salt in his wounds by saying, well, you know, I'm going to skip dinner because I'm going to a hotel tonight. And this is, this just fires off Al. And he says, it's very difficult to go through life with a deviated septum. Um, He used his snoring to hurt him. He wanted to become better friends with the Andretti's, but of course, you know, Al's hurt. And Tim's like, oh man, come on, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I was just joking around, and Al winds up kicking him out of the apartment. Eat dinner, come on. No, no, thank you. I I think that, that you should leave. No, I want to see more of your home movies. Al, what are you doing? Come on. Where are you going with the bags? What are you putting them out here for? Al, oh, right. Come on, let me in. Go away, Tim. Al, you can't in it like this. We've had a relationship for three years. It's over between us. <laughs> Open the door. No! You should never have made that recording of me in bed. <laughs> wait, 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 you got this all wrong. Wait, 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 wait. Cynthia, Cynthia. Oh. The reason I'm staying here is because one of my kids has chicken pox and I haven't had it. Oh, you're married? Yes. To a woman? <laughs> I cut it out. This has nothing to do with him and I. He's not attracted to me or men. As a matter of fact, it's not my place to say it, but he's attracted to you. And Cynthia says, you know, I would never know it um, because he doesn't, he's not making a move, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And so Al or Tim winds up getting into Al's apartment by recruiting Cynthia. So um, then we find out that Al's or Tim said some sweet things about Al. Cynthia's like swooning. She's like, really? Actually, he winds up making up a story, but basically saying that that Al's very selfless and he puts himself first and blah blah blah. Yeah, he uh, says that he says that Al he just tells stories about how like Al saved his life a bunch of times. Yeah, and the fourth one is is of course a made up story. He says something about uh, how he he saved like a puppy or a nun from a tractor trailer or something. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, Right, but, which yeah. is nice of him, but I mean, once in a while, would it kill him to actually be nice to Al? I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, he's no. good. He's being a wingman in this one. I mean, the, yeah, no, no. The, yeah, the whole sure. the, the trifecta of support. So, like, it's Jill, Wilson, and Al who all try to make Tim a better person. So, you know, Tim's Tim just goes through life being uh, this kind of dick, but. Um, this is where we see Tim trying to kind of bounce back to Al. So Cynthia winds up staying for dinner at Al's place. Tim leaves. And as he's leaving, we hear the square dance music. So obviously Al is trying to impress Cynthia with the square dancing music. And that's all we hear about them. <laughs> forever. Tim starts, he starts yeah, he square starts... dancing in the hall. I like yep. that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Those little, those little moves. That hallway reminds me a little bit. It was like a set that was, I mean, it's a very small set, but it kind of reminded me of uh, almost like a, um, what was it? I guess it was Friends that had that set up. Um, 
but I'm sure they've reused sets over and over again. So look they familiar. have, yeah. Especially it's just a hallway. We'll never see it again. Yeah. Um. All right. So now we're back in the house. This is sort of after. This is the last scene. So we find out Mark is over the chicken pox, and this is where Rich. Uh, Tim is bitching about the hotel accommodations to Jill. They're like on this a couch, kind of half asleep. And Tim says it's like so small that the mouse, I don't know, that you put the key in the door and it goes out the other side. Punchbacks. There you yeah, go. You want you want to start re- rattling them off for us, Rich? Now's um, your time. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, small it was so small the mice were hunchback it was so small that when i put my key through the door it went out the window it was so small that all you could order was condensed milk i had a folding toothbrush it was so small there was <laughs> the condensed milk was pretty good <laughs> that, yeah, it's not bad it was so small there was no room for complaint oh uh, there should be some rim shots after each one of those they have to have those are tim allen written jokes that he said on yes. stage yes yeah. And actually, Jill, Jill says, yeah. all right, Tim, that's enough. Like, like yeah. all right, Tim, seriously, stop. Um, so they're falling asleep on the couch, and then uh, Tim winds up snoring. And it's, you know, the whole irony here is that he's now snoring and Jill's being kept awake. So that's Welcome it. Circle. Yes, that's it. How about that? Yes, there it is. Roomy for improvement. And actually, um, and maybe this is something that it will be a, an ongoing thing I do, but so you already mentioned the air date, November 4th, 1992. Mm-hmm. That same evening uh, also aired uh, the opera episode of Seinfeld. Um, with uh, with uh, opera episode. Yeah. With uh, Pagliacci? Yeah. That episode, oh yeah. Crazy Joe Devola. That's great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a lot of gum. Am I crazy or is that a lot of gum? <laughs> That's a lot of gum. Uh, Melrose Place was on on Fox. Beverly Hills 90210. Unsolved Mysteries was still on TV. That aired before Seinfeld. Um, Mad About You, Law and Order. Still going strong. Uh, and, yeah, so that was a strong night in and TV and Oprah oh. behind the scenes was after Home Improvement, which I never realized Oprah had a late night show ever. Well, not I, late I, night, I, but I did not know that that she had yeah. any, other than just her show. Yeah. Then again, I was in 1990. What did you say? 1992? 94? Yeah, 92. Oh, four, I yeah. was I was six years old, five years old. Yeah, I was like yeah. eight, ten, thirteen. <laughs> That's where he first started drinking root beer. That's when that's I first had happened. my. You know, sweet, I used to. I used sweet, to be sweet mugs. taste. I used to be a mugs guy. Mm. But I think I prefer mug. To be honest. Well, when, when was the last time you had a old-fashioned Barks root beer? You know what I like? I like A and W. A and W is good, but Bar- and Barks has been around since 1898. And um, and uh, something about. Fountain Barks or Fountain A and W versus That's like it. canned. Remember they had one. They had well, one. The fa- yeah, one chamois root beer is always going to be better. Fountain root beer and, and hot dog. Yeah, just like you know, getting stuff undrafted. It's just something, something about it. Um. All right, so let's just hop through these segments real quick. 
I think it's pretty obvious ways Tim screwed up, right? He really just took advantage of Al and his friendship and his hospitality. Um, they didn't, he didn't respect him. Didn't respect him. So, you know, yeah. he really screwed up. He, he kind of like, I mean, no one really external taught him any lessons. He just basically felt bad. Uh, but it wasn't like Jill or Wilson had a really big part in his uh, growth or apology. Um. Wasted food, so I guess the dinners Al, Al is making the second night after he kicks out Tim, like, I guess he eats it himself, but uh, he starts to put everything away. Like, as Tim's like, you know, I'm going to a hotel, he starts to just, he doesn't continue making the food. He just puts everything away. It's really weird. Um, it's very sad. Yes. Guest stars, we already said, Mario and Michael Andretti, which... Did we have a tool girl this episode? I don't remember seeing. No, this was a really light episode. I do know that in terms, especially in terms of the kids too, like when they, when they shot these because of child labor laws and all that, um, sometimes they couldn't really showcase a lot of the kids uh, or other people. So this was a very Tim and Al heavy episode. Mm. But no, no tool girl, very little Wilson, very little Jill. I'm curious if they do that when these when the the child actors had a little more, um, especially Jonathan Taylor Thomas, whether they had movies they were filming or school and they knew that was coming up. So like, okay, we're gonna have an episode that is Tim and Al's relationship or Jill and Tim relationship, or we get out of town for something. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did that. I mean, I know they filmed a lot on like Friday nights, so to allow the kids, but like, you know, during the week they really only had the adults. Uh, yeah. Stuff. So uh, ongoing gags, I and and maybe even people. So I think Mario and Michael Andretti do show up multiple times, and then what starts off this entire thing is Al's mom jokes. So um, relevance to today, I don't know. <laughs> don't be rude to your man. friends. Chicken pox, yeah, chicken pox parties. Yeah, you know. It's weird to have roommates when you're an adult, and that's it's just yeah. And or hey, when, you or know what? what? If if you see two dudes living together, maybe they're not roommates. Maybe they're in a relationship, and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. That's just like anyone else. Yeah. Okay, and, wanna, uh, yeah. Recording people while they sleep is still weird. That's not okay. Yes. Even uh, if it's consensual, it's strange because I feel the person that consented to it would probably have felt pressured. To say well, that. also the, the internet, you know, that, that show winds up the internet. Right, yeah. yeah, who knows what you could do. There's people that have fetishes of watching girls sit on balloons. So I'm sure that's very, there's... That's very specific that you mentioned that. <laughs> Someone look at Rich's search history right now. Uh, no, please don't. Um, no, there was a cracked article that I read a couple of years back where it was like the strangest uh, YouTube fetish videos. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, uh. So the Twitter feed of Tim Allen and Patricia Richardson. So Tim just tweeted 24 minutes ago, uh, ready for the Glo- Golden Globes tonight. So you can see a picture of him. He's all spiffied up. He's wearing some interesting glasses. Um, 
to selfie. And then a lot of his other recent ones are of the Vic. All right. It's his YouTube channel. Um, I guess he's building a car. Oh, nice. Oh. Did you hear cool. me about the Golden Globes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Who's hosting uh, the, Gold, uh, the Golden Globes? Ricky year? Gervais. Oh, he's back. And apparently, last last time he hosted 2011, he made a joke uh, at Tim Allen's expense. Oh, I oh, guess Tim go. was do with um, it was going to be you know Tom Hanks and Tim Allen coming out, Toy Story co-stars, and um, Ricky Gervais says our next two presenters, the first has won five Oscars, combined box office of five billion dollars, and the other Tim Allen. That's <laughs> 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 <That's> funny. <laughs> Um, anyone and Patricia, next to Tom Hanks? Come on, Patricia Richardson's, uh, you know, pretty unexpectedly is a lot of about more, um, uh, movements and activism. So, her latest one's about uh, awareness of PTSD. There's Cure PSP, which is her cause that she's really interested in. There's awareness of Australia's, um, Great Barrier Reef dying and the rainforest being destroyed. Um, she's got a number of other ones, but much, much more than Tim. She's got one about uh, voting people out of the, I guess, the Congress that don't care about reproductive rights. And now what's, P- uh, what's PSP, Steve? PSP. For our listeners PSP that may not know. It's not PlayStation Portable. It's a, it's a neurodegenerative disease. Who is what is those dishes? You can hear that? Yes. <laughs> That's Steph all the way in the kitchen. She's making tacos. Can you tacos. tell her to keep it down? Tacos. Uh, Steph, Rich says keep it down. Uh, no, you no, know, don't blame it on me. You know, I've been hearing that she, for about like twenty you, minutes. Uh, she called you a a a, a wop. A wop? Yeah. She learned that I, one today. You know, that's that's a racial slur. He's aware. Yeah. All right, so mm-hmm. P- All right. PSP stands for... I am for... Italian listeners, by the way, so... Anyway, go ahead. PSP, Sorry. in the context of Patricia Richardson's tweet, stands for Progressive Supra- Supranuclear Palsy. Sounds good. So there you go. Yeah, it doesn't I sound... Think, I think she's had um, someone close to her relative suffer it, so that's why she's very into it. Um, but there you go. That's it. Uh, so that concludes our... What? Oh, I'm what? sorry. I said it was a good episode. It was, a, it was kind of a. It felt like a one-off. You know, it didn't have anything to do with actual sto- any actual storyline. No. Yeah. Um, no, okay. Just just Tim and Al's you know relationship. So I mean, it, yeah, I think it's pretty middle of the road. So I gave it a three out of five Brent rating. I'd say. I'll give it three out of five. I'm surprised that they work together daily for three years, and it seems like they barely know each other. True. I mean, how many coworkers do you know personally? I know quite a few personally. I feel like Andrew's a very, you know, work is work and play is play. So I am, and it's actually an all. It is actually a joke at work about that sometimes. That just like once I leave, it's like I I I disappear into the mist, do not return till Monday. But yep, you can see it. Yeah, that's how yeah. I like it. Like I like that. I, I would give it a two out of five grunts just because I don't know for, again, I didn't watch it, but everything I'm, <laughs> everything <laughs> I'm hearing about Tim in this episode, it just sounds like 
it's not not nice to Al. And I get that's part of you know that's one of the bits, but come on. Yeah, and he it all could have got fixed if he just said, "Listen, Al, I get it. You're really excited, but Jill signed me up for this. I didn't really want to. I'm already going to a hotel. Thanks yeah, anyway. See? Yeah, that's perfect. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> then, so, you know, then so that means I mean the the real the real hero here is Wilson then because Wilson told him to tell the truth. Yeah, yeah. and he ignored ignored Wilson. As usual. And I think that we said, you know, what was the point of Wilson being there? I think that's it. Us as the audience, we see, and by the outcome, that that advice was good, but we see Tim doesn't follow it, and, you know, he hurts people. Mm-hmm. So listen right. up, kids. Next, uh, let's talk about next episode. Yeah. Wait, let's, yeah, wait, let's... Let, we, we have to sign off because we don't ever we have, have a sign off. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I mean, let's. It might be good just to include it in the episode um, because we are going to be changing our approach a little bit. So we should, you know, let listeners know, right? What do you What do you mean? Zenkai? Just so we're we're going to be no, we're going to be moving to. Um, we're actually going to do episode by episode now in order. Oh yes. Where before we've been jumping all over the place. So yes. So we're starting on season one, episode one, next time, which I think is the George Foreman one. Season one, episode one? No, it's the it's actually the pilot. Yeah, I know, but like, isn't George Foreman on it or no? George Foreman's not. This is just pretty much Tim uh, wants to soup up the dishwasher. Jill is. Oh yes, job. yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. It's actually yeah, it's it's I, I watched it. Um, we'll talk about it. All right. I mean, the dishwasher one's a classic because I think that's the one that really hooked people because it's like it was something different, right? Where they exploded a dishwasher and it was something unique at the time. So it's really hooked people. So tell tell Steph the those tacos are sounding pretty good. They smell fantastic. Although I don't, I mean, there's a lot of dishes rattling. So okay, yeah, can you ask? Uh, I we gotta hurry up because the food's hot. I gotta. All I gotta, right, all right. Can you, well, can uh, you tell her I forgive her uh, for calling me a wop and ask if she I could will. fax me a if she could uh, fax me a taco. I will, I will ask her to fax you a taco. Yeah. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Tool Boys. I'm Steve. I'm rich. I gave you the second because last time we interrupted each other. Go on, Andrew. All right, start over. All right, people. I'm Steve. He did it again. Let's go, Mike? Steve. Andrew, Rich. Oh, okay. Oh, me. All right, one more time. Go. All right. All right. Damn it. All right. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rich. Take care. Yeah. Bye. And that's it. Our theme music today is the Home Improvement Remix by Lemon Demon. Don't forget to check out our new website, toolboyspodcast.com. That's T-O-O-L-B-O-Y-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. See you next time.
sugar? Sure. There you go. Sorry, it's not in packages. Want some cream? There you go. Sir, I need to know where I can get some business hammocks. Hammocks? My goodness, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks! Homer, there's four places. There's the hammock hut. That's on third. Uh-huh. There's hammocks or us. Got that's it. on third, too. You got put your butt there? Mm-hmm. That's on third? Yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot? Right. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the hammock complex down on third? Oh, the hammock district. That's right.